0: Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Ted. Thank you, Pastor Solvay. Thank you so much for having me today. Faith Life. Is this where the Faith Life is? Come on, someone. Let's. Yeah, come on, Somebody. If this is faith life, let, it, let God know about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready to see faith life explode in the name of Jesus. Can we just give, come on, can we give Jesus a hand this morning? I mean, it's what it's all about. It's about Jesus. That's why we're here today, amen. That's why we meet together today is because of Jesus. And it's an honor for me to be here. But can we do something? Can we just... Welcome the Holy Spirit. I don't know if we, can we stand to our feet? Can we do that? I just feel like right now, I sense God's power and presence moving through uh, the worship session just before and I just feel like right now, uh, Holy Spirit's here to move. Holy Spirit's here to heal. Uh, If you're watching online, if you're overseas, wherever you might be right now, I really believe that Holy Spirit is there. You know, there's no distance. He cannot travel. No person he cannot touch. He's here right now. And I sense His anointing in this place. Would you lift your hands with me right now? Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Come and move through every single person's life today. Come and heal. Come and do only what you can do. Come and touch people's lives. Deliver them. Set them free. Lord, right now, if they're in need of a financial situation, Lord, would you come and bless them? come and touch them, come and heal them, come and set them free. Right now, Holy Spirit, move through every single heart and mind, bringing healing, deliverance and breakthrough. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Come now, Holy Spirit. I just feel that. If you feel Holy Spirit, would you just give Him a shout, give Him a clap, give Him a, a welcome today. Amen, amen. I, You may take your seats. I just feel people are going to get healed today, set free today. Come on, if you believe it, would you shout amen? Amen. Well, I've come all the way from the western suburbs to preach to you today, which is not very far at all, because that's where we are. And my name's Daniel Bates. Yes, you've heard. And uh, we are both very good looking. I think it's the Eastern European gene. It's strong in us. Um, it is. And um, so I, I, I want to tell you a little bit about me because I've got a message for you today. I've got a word for you as a church. I've got a word for the church, for the body of Christ today. But I guess you don't know who I am, and I've never been here before, so it's an absolute honor and privilege for me to be here today and to speak with you and share with you. But I'll tell you a little bit about my journey. So you get the, the gist of things, that why I am doing what I'm doing today. Why am I not doing something else? And I really, I've got to tell you this, it goes all the way back. I'm from Adelaide, born in, in Adelaide, born and bred in the desert and uh, I saw the light over in Victoria and moved. I followed my father. He was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. He's the, the, he was the, what they called the state superintendent of uh, South Australia back in the day. And my great uncle as well was the state superintendent of New South Wales. And, and, and he was, um, his name was Jack Alsop and pastored Richmond as well at the time. So I, I, my heritage, my family is just pastors. It just goes on. It goes all the way back to, we've dated it all the way back to the Apostle Paul. And um, <laughs> that's not true at all. It, it goes back a while, but well, we're not sure how far it goes. But it's a little bit of my life. And I grew up in Adelaide, experienced the power of God moving, saw. So I saw different things happening. You know, back in those days, deliverance was a huge part of church and and we saw it every single Sunday. But I never saw somebody healed and I I remember being hungry for that. Hungry for the power of God to move in instant healing. But I never saw it. We saw wild deliverances. We saw people getting touched by God. I personally was touched. I remember at the age of six, um, we had an evangelist come all the way from America was, her name was Helen Iovizovic. She was a former uh, Hell's Angel bikey, got radically saved and came to our church in, in Adelaide and, and says, who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Me and my sister, I was six and she was about eight. That is right. She's older than me, just in case you meet her. Um, just so you know, I'm the younger one. And um, we, we, we said, she said, does anybody want the Holy Spirit. This was before the service even started. She felt the Spirit move and said come down if you're hungry for the Holy Spirit. I remember me and my sister held hands. We walked down the front. She said Do you want to go? I said yeah okay well, let's go. I'm, I'm six years old. Of course I want the Holy Spirit. I didn't know. Okay of course. So I came down and I remember this so clearly because it was something I'd never felt before in all my six years of life. I, I felt the power of God. Hit me so strong, it was like a lightning bolt from heaven. Boom! It hit me. I went flying back three rows under the power of God. Just wow, boom, took out. The more I tell this story, the more rows it is. But it's I feel like it's getting it was the long way. I went flying back, hit, hit the deck, people went out of the way. Me and my sister both down, bang, light. All I saw was a flash of white lightning. And I couldn't stop chattering my mouth wouldn't stop moving i was 6 years old i hadn't learned this no one had taught me how to do this it was the power of god touched me cha 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 my mouth the word didn't stop moving and the service this was the 80s okay so the service just continued they did not care all right i was under and i was out right this i was exposed out in the front like the 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 worship went on the, the tithes and offerings, the announcements, everything. And here I was at the front, like this, right, right at six years old. I mean, I, I didn't have any, I, didn't, I was exposed to the elements. There was, it was before they had the courtesy blankets. There was nothing, they, there was nothing on me. I was just out there rattling and rolling, not knowing what was going on, but it was the power of God that touched me. Service goes on. Preaching goes on, altar call goes on, the tea and pickies go on, and here I was still flailing out the front in the, in the middle of everybody. Everything happens, goes on. I remember my dad at the end of the service, he's the, well, he's not going to get up, so we better pick him up. And dad picks me up, and I was the first person to plank ever in the history of planking. And they put me... This was the olden days, so they put me in the back of the car, no car seat, okay, didn't matter. You just clip the belt around, you know, and I was just laying there all the way from Glenelg all the way up to the south is where we lived, and so we drove all that way, and I was still going. I went all night, shaking, rattling, rolling. Do you know what's different about that time than this time now? My parents weren't at one point concerned not one point. This is, this is the difference about growing up in a Pentecostal household with, with pastors as parents, right? They did not care. Not at one point did they call the on-call nurse. What's wrong with him? He won't stop shaking. I think he's got an allergy. No, it, it wasn't that at all. I'm in bed and they're tucking me in and going, look at, the, look at the calling on his life. Look at the future. You know? He's destined to preach. He's going to nations, right? This (laughs) is—that's exactly what. uh, This is my life, right? It's a little bit different, probably, to yours. But the power of God was evident. I remember the next day. It was—it was Monday. It was time for school, and I came out uh, out of my bedroom after a great night's sleep, speaking tongues all night, and I came out. I was still—I was like an old. Pentecostal pastor that had been in the way for a long time. Right, I came out of my room like, oh, hey, oh, oh, I feel the power. You know, I'm six, right? I can feel the anointing. on me having breakfast. Oh, yeah, hey, 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 oh, ho. nobody, nobody knows this. Okay, <laughs> nobody knows. Nobody went to that church. Hey, oh, 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 no. Um, so I was like that, and I and my parents were like, just send him to school, right? And so I go to school, I'm, I'm feeling, like, whoa, you know, the power of God's still thick and heavy. I get to school and they said, you know, it's Monday morning. What happens at school on Monday morning? Show and tell. My name's Daniel Bates. It's always first on the roster, on the roll call. DB, DB, tell us, tell us what happened on the weekend. Well, usually, something trivial, like I ate a whole apple, that was usually the biggest news. But today, I had something different to share. I got up there, and I said, well, on the weekend, I got filled with the power of God. And I tell you what, class, you're about to feel it now, right now, receive it. And I started, I started, shoo, sure, hey, da 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 and I'm praying in tongues over the entire classroom, and... Um, my dad gets a phone call. Um, it was an Anglican school that I went to and they rang my dad and said, listen, um, look, we don't, we don't believe, I think he said glossolalia or something like that. Um, we don't do the glossolalia. Um, and, and, and I think his reply was, you tell my son, who is six years old, the power of God isn't real. And from that moment on, God started showing up in various areas of my life. Eight years old, I saw an angel. Had an encounter with an angel. Came into my room. Mostly, like when Pastor Ted was talking about fear going, fear leaving the room. There is nothing. There's no way to describe this feeling of no fear, because we live in a in different atmospheres all the time. But when the power of God stepped into my room in the form. There was the angel standing in the corner of my room. I'll never forget this. Head went through the ceiling, could see the whole roof. Everything was uh, unbelievable. Walked up to me, put his hand on my head. I was ready to go home to the Lord. I felt like I'd, I'd lived a good life. Eight years. I, I didn't need to see anybody. I didn't need to do anything. I'm like, Lord, take me. Take me. All I want to be is in your presence. It was that feeling. All fear left. I mean, it was an incredible feeling to have the room sapped of fear, but just felt like I'm in the presence of the King. It was an incredible feeling. God's power and presence showed up all the time, but I was still hungry for more. I wanted to see healings. I wanted to see miracles. Let's fast forward to, I was a campus pastor. I'm in a town called Borwell. I don't know if anyone's heard of it. Anyone heard of it? Two people. That's the whole population there. We're all here today. It's great that you could make it out and come today. Um, and and God speaks to me this words: "Time to redig the wells." I start praying and fasting to see God move in a different way. From that moment, it was about a year later, healing started breaking out, miracles started happening, each and every single service, one after another, people were getting healed. The first thing was skin conditions. Skin conditions are going, Then broken bones. All these different things were happening over and over and over. And it was incredible. One thing after another. Until one day, I'm thrusted. I'm in this meeting. And I'm standing. uh, I was just uh, attending a conference. And the pastor there said, hey, we're all going to go for lunch. And um, there's a guy here. His name's Daniel. He's been seeing some healings. So I'm like, what am I doing? What's happening? Have you ever been in that scenario? Me? Yes. Okay, what are we doing? Um, he's going to pray for anybody that needs to be prayed for. Um, we're all going to go to lunch. He's going to pray. <clears throat> is this an honest church? Can I be honest here? Is this... Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's a good place to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I wanted lunch too. I don't know... If anyone feels like this this is just me, I could be really spiritual right now, but I was hungry. And um, I feel like I'm getting this off my chest. You guys are great listeners. I'm healing right now. This is brilliant. And um, what happened was the pastors all went off for lunch, but 1,200 people lined up for prayer. I went, well, there's no shortage of sick people. And so I start praying for people. The first person... They brought to me was a girl in a wheelchair. And I thought, now I know you're honest people, right? We can be honest here. You want to hear, obviously, this girl comes from the back. She's in a wheelchair, she's getting pushed down. She's violently shaking. And I've got to be honest with you. I was like, Lord, why? Why is this the first person? Can I just, does anybody ever feel like you have to warm up in prayer? Like, just, you know, give me a blocked nose first, like... (laughs) We could get some eucalyptus going, I don't know. We could, you know, an ingrown toenail, something. Like something simple that we can build the faith in the room. Not a person in a wheelchair. I, I discover she's got this disease I'd never heard of at the time, Lyme's disease. I, I didn't know what that was and, they, and she couldn't get out of this chair. she has been bound to it for two and a half years. They brought her on the platform uh, and she's standing before me. I said, what, what do you want? I said, can you walk? She said, no. And she's like, oh, well, no, I can't. Uh, I said, what's happened to you? limes the cease?" And I said, all right, everyone, stop right now. Move away from her. And I said, we're going to pray for you. And I went to lay hands on her. And I noticed something. She was staring right back at me. Have you ever prayed for someone They're looking right at you? Like looking right at you? Millennials. I mean, they don't know how to receive. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's simple. Just shut your eyes. <laughs> These things aren't taught anymore, right? Look, it's so intimidating. All right, power of God. Here we go. And bang, hits her. She hits the deck. She's looking right back at me. She says, do you realize what you've done? And I said, I think so. She said, can I get up? I said, go for it. She jumps to her feet. She yells out at the top of her lungs, this scream and everyone in the place is like, what is going on? And then she takes off and starts running. She runs up and down the platform. She does three times. She goes, can I keep running? I said, go. She runs around the building three times. She comes back and she's got her running shoes with her. I said, what are you got to, your running shoes? I've got to tell you something. I used to be a marathon runner. She goes, I went over to the States and I was running in a marathon and She said something happened to her, and and, and she couldn't stop convulsing violently. And she was bound to this wheelchair. For two and a half years, her mum bathed her, fed her, clothed her, everything for her. She couldn't do anything on her own anymore. She said, but last night I had a dream. You were in it. I went, me? I was in it. She goes, yeah. And God said to me, take your sand shoes, take your running shoes. You're going to run again. I went, can you tell everyone that, just so that they... (laughs) They know that you had the dream. And, and she ran the next day to church. She ran back. She hasn't stopped running. It's three and a half kilometers. She just kept running, 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 running. She went to the doctors. They said to her, in six months it'll come back. We've seen this before. And I said, you've seen it before? Where? Can you tell me who? Where? Six months went past. Nothing happened. She's still fine. Twelve months went past. They said, yeah, this will come back in another year. This'll, that's what's going to happen. It's been six years. It hasn't come back. It's not coming back. Amen? Amen. I just feel, I just feel like the faith in this room is rising right now. I, I want to pray for you, but this is part of my journey. But if you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to Exodus 15. I want to get into the Word today. Exodus 15:22. it says here, So Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, it's not the, that's not the singer. Don't get confused. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statute, and ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. What an incredible story. It's actually the first time in the Bible we actually, uh, it's mentioned this name of God, this different name of God, Jehovah Rapha. We've never heard this before. It's the first time it's mentioned. Rapha simply means doctor. In Hebrew, Jehovah, God, your physician, your healer. I'm your healer. Basically, God is saying to the Israelites, you don't need to go somewhere else and look for healing. I'm your healer. You don't need to search out some, some magical uh, cure. I'm your healer. I'm your protector. I'm the one who heals you. I'm your doctor. Now, I love this time of year. It's Christmas time. Who loves Christmas? Four of us. Who's already, The tree should be up. Yeah. I remember the last couple of years we had a tree up in November because we were just like, come on Christmas, hurry up. Anyone like that? Well, our kids are like that. We start watching Christmas movies so early on in the year. And then even after Christmas, my kids are saying, can we watch Christmas movies? I'm like, Christmas is done. I mean, they would watch Home Alone in July if I let them. Like, that's my kids, right? They love Christmas movies. And I don't know about you, but I'm always... I'm exhausting Netflix, and then we look through Stan, and we're like, oh, it's the same anyway, and then, and then we've got nothing to watch, and, and I'm going, kids, what do you want to watch? And, and they don't know, we're like, oh, come on. And I remember just that the, the beginning of 2020, and we, I'm like, there's got to be one more movie, and I find this movie, and I'm like, kids, you're going to love this. This is a classic from my childhood. It's called Gremlins. <laughs> um, it's a Christmas, I'm sure you'll love it. There's, there's like a, there's, Christmas trees in it. I'm sure there's lights and stuff. There's a scene with a blender, but we can, we can fast forward. that. That's how, you know, how old I am. Fast forward. And, um, and so we're watching this movie, and I don't know if God's ever spoken to you out of the weirdest scenarios, like movies, right? Like gremlins. <laughs> and the guy, the, the character says this one word, says metamorphosis. And I go, whack. I just felt the Holy Spirit hit me across the face. Ever had that happen before? Stands out like anything. You're like, metamorphosis. And God says to me, that's it. That's what's going to happen over the next couple of years. And I went, what? What's it? Metamorphosis. So that's what's going to happen to the church. There's going to be a, a, a season of metamorphosis. I went, metamorphosis? I don't even know what that means. So being a, uh, a lecturer at Planet Shakers Bible College, I thought I'd better go and and research this. So I go to my concordance Google and I type in metamorphosis. The first thing that comes up is a monarch butterfly. talks about the monarch butterfly as it lives its life. It, It starts its life off as a caterpillar. And then one day it decides that it's going to form a chrysalis, go into a cocoon, right, and metamorphosize into a butterfly. How it does this? Science still doesn't know. They have no clue on how this actually happens. But this process in itself is called metamorphosis. I'm looking at this going, this is incredible. Like, it's the beginning of 2020. I'm looking at this going, God says to me, the church is going to go inside of itself for a little while, but it's going to emerge stronger. It's going to emerge different. It's going to grow wings. Something is going to happen. But fast-tracking the growth inside, inside for a while. I'm like going... Lord, I don't know what this means, Uh, I have no clue, so uh, I'm thinking, okay, what is the process here, 14 days, I'm thinking, oh yeah, 14 days, it takes to change, 14 days, I'm going there, that's interesting, 14, number of double blessing, you know, it's double portion, also the time it takes to quarantine someone, but I didn't know that at the time, this is early 2020, okay, so I'm clueless. I'm absolutely clueless. I'm going along. I'm going to different churches. I'm going. Hey, it's the year of metamorphosis. I'm preaching it. Fire God's coming. We're gonna we're gonna fast track in growth. You're gonna grow wings. And everyone's like, Yeah, 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 yeah. We get to march. The boom. Church shuts down for a very very long time. I'm going. Lord, what happened to this word? I thought we were gonna fast track. I thought we we're gonna grow, we're gonna, we're gonna boom, we're gonna we're gonna and, and then all of a sudden we're in June and July, and I'm so depressed thinking my life's over. My calling's gone. I became a, a global evangelist working from home. Doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? Not at all. I'm doing squats in the garage. <laughs> What's happening to my life? No one felt like this? God says to me in this moment of Of trouble. I'm like, God, what happened to this word? He says, Daniel, stop. Stop right now. He says, I got to tell you something. I want to tell you too as well today. He says, You're not in the tomb, you're in the cocoon. You're being prepared for something greater than this. I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, It's time. It's time to get revival ready. I want you to tell the church it's time to get revival ready. Revival ready. Revival ready, because there's a coming revival. I believe it's the end time harvest revival. One of the greatest revivals we'll ever see, but you need to be ready for it. Ready for it. And I believe this is one of the churches it needs to be ready for it, because the great harvest is coming. Oh, come on, somebody. Souls are coming in. People are coming in. Multitudes of multitudes, multiple people are coming into this house Going to be saved, gonna be hungry, gonna need help, healing, freedom, right? But you need to be ready. I say to God, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? Because I prayed a lot, prayed differently to everyone else. But I want to show you something out of this scripture here because there's a fire of revival's coming. The fires of revival are coming. And God showed me something, it's starting here in Victoria. And just like Victorians know bushfires, whoever's been in the fire will carry the fire, showed me. Wherever you go in the world, whatever church you step into, anyone who's been in that fire will be like a spot fire. And we know in Victoria, if it's a spot fire, you can be 100 kilometers away from the actual fire and another fire starts up just because it was in the fire. Spot fires are coming. Come on, who's ready to be a spot fire for Jesus? Come on, a spot fire for the Holy Ghost. Imagine this, any place you walk in, any city, come on, I believe it, all through Australia, all up the East Coast, all across Australia, into Asia. Come on, if you just walk in that place, boom, revival starts because you've been in the fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, a revival starts when the people of God have a revelation. Of who Jesus Christ is in their life. An understanding, an unwavering understanding of who Christ is, who he is, what he says he can do with you, through you. It's when a revival starts, you have a revelation. I now know who I am in Christ. That's greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. The same power that rose Christ from the grave lives inside of me. Therefore, I can do, I will, nothing. Is impossible for me, for I believe. Amen? So, this understanding that's when a revival starts, when the people of God realize something. You're different. You're different. You know, they've been saying you're unusual for years. I'm just here to confirm it. You're different. All right? Revelation comes before revival. But a revival can only be sustained with a reformation. Something's got to change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. You've got to change the way you've been living. Most people, you know, well, we know that that's the actual definition of insanity, right? Expecting things to change when you don't do anything. You've got to change. You've got to read your word more. You've got to do devotions more. You've got to pray more. You've got to fast more. You've got to get on your knees and re-dig those wells again. You've got to change. You want to keep a revival going. I've studied different revivals. They all seem to fizzle out after two years. You've got to change. Something about you has got to change. I want to say here first, just off the side, stay focused. If there was ever the last two years, it, you know, I believe the enemy's been robbing us of our focus. It's the last two years. It's, stay focused. Preach Jesus. Don't worry about what's going on in the world. And, and, and I mean, we've gone through what so many different seasons of of different fo- of, of our attention being stolen. I mean, if it wasn't about the virus, it was about it was about who's going to be the president of America. I'm thinking it's not even our country. Why do people care so much? Stay focused. Don't worry about the narrative of the world. Worry about the narrative of the Gospels. What's God saying? Preach Jesus. Now oh, we're worried about this Omnicon. I'm thinking, no, it's, I, I call it Decepticon. But it's like the, I don't know if you watch Transformers when you're a kid. It's, it's the, yeah, Anyway. Um, <laughs> Don't be deceived, don't be fooled, don't, be, don't, don't let your focus, lo- I love this scripture here in Genesis 15, 11. it says, and when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. See, so many things will come and try and rob you of your calling, your covenant, your future, come on, your destiny in God, but it's up to you. Come on, tap your neighbor, it's up to you, neighbor, it's up to you to do something about it, to drive the enemy away to say, hey, no, you're not taking this. You're not taking my mental health. You're not taking my peace. Oh, come on, who am I preaching to today? You're not taking my family. It's time to stand firm and push back. Stay focused. My first thought here now is we've got to revive the atmosphere. Revive the atmosphere. It says here in verse 23 of my main text here. Now when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. Whoever reads the Bible and goes, I get it. No one, just me. Okay, so 24, it says, and the people complain against Moses saying, what shall we drink? Why is it the people always complain? I don't know about you, I've been a pastor for years now, and I know, it's always like the pastor always gets the complaints. So today, if there's any complaints, please don't at me, don't DM me, don't email me, send it all to um, whoever. Uh, someone else. But why is it? What's your first response today? When the world has gone mad? When everything feels like it's caving in? There's all these problems and everything's building up around you. What's your first point of call? Is it to complain? Is it to quickly? I got to get on, my, on the phone and call somebody. I got to tell my mum all about this. You won't believe what's happened today. I've had the worst day. <laughs> is it to get on Facebook and let the world know how angry you are? I just write that is it. You know, we get there. Sit on. And well, you won't believe the day I've had. First of all, I ran over the cat. Some of the guys are going, it's not such a bad thing, okay? Um, <laughs> it's a better day than usual. No, um, uh, you know, the kids are sick. I can't take them to school. You know, the school went, and we're riding all this. The car broke down, got a flat tire, got everything. Everyone's sick. Everyone's in hospital. All, everything's crashing down on me. And then you finally, can I just tell you something? If you wake up in the morning and you open up Facebook and someone's written a status and it has more written there with a few dots, don't touch it. Don't touch it. It's a trap. It is a trap. You would end up scrolling for ages and going, I've ruined my day just reading this. And then you get to the bottom, and you finally get to the bottom. It says, but God is in control. Well, I hate to see if he wasn't. (laughs) What would your life be like if God wasn't in control? Come on, what is your first thing? Do you complain about everything? I'm always sick, especially around this time of year. You don't understand Melbourne and it's pollen. The count is so high. I always get hay fever around this time. Do you? Be careful what you say. I always get sick and I just I just hate this hate this place. The West. The West. Go down the coals, they don't even have trolley wipes anymore. <laughs> Nothing's clean. Everything's dirty. You know those people just everything's bad, my back hurts again. You have what you say. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Don't underestimate yourself and the words that you carry. Don't ever say, oh, I wish I'd rather be dead than... Don't ever say things like that. Do you understand what you're putting out into the atmosphere? It's time to revive the atmosphere. For so long we've been at home, right? Doing a church online, anyone remember that? Is at a distant memory? But you realize something church at home is not the same as in the building. Why? Because of the atmosphere. The atmosphere in the house is electric. In God's house, anything can happen. You could just feel it that at any moment a miracle could happen, and we could be talking about this for years to come, right? That's in the house of God. Why? Because what is spoken into the atmosphere is just praise, worship, preaching, come on, love, hope, faith, all these things are being declared into the atmosphere. But at home, oh, the stupid kids, you know, they never shut up and, you know, what's going on at home? The atmosphere is different. You know, we started off with high hopes. Yeah, we're going to get ready for church online, get all dressed. Now we're in our dressing gown, sitting there with a coffee, still in bed. You're going to get a, yeah, 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 after the praise. (laughs) Come on now. I mean, it's getting real right now. The atmosphere. Come on, it's time to revive the atmosphere. Come on, I'm going to move quickly now. Um, Secondly, second thought is revive prayer. I talked to you a little bit about this before. About what God spoke to me about, redigging the wells, redigging the wells. It's time to revive prayer in your life. Don't switch off. Uh, it used to be like a Pentecostal uh, cuss word back in the day prayer. We're like, oh no, don't preach on prayer again. We have to tarry a little longer. And four hours would go past and we're still waiting for the Lord to show up. I'm telling you, you've got to dig these wells. Once you hit that water, that water, That flowing river, there is healing, there is blessing. It's not you don't have to switch off. You're not going to fall asleep. There are miracles. Amen, amen. Come on, somebody, right? It says here, verse twenty-five, our original text here says, so he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. This is Moses saying, he cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. What did he do? The people complained. But Moses cries out. Are you hearing this? What's the first thing you're going to do? Cry out or complain? You know, what? I I can absolutely, uh, uh, completely excuse Moses in this time for doing this. Crying out and praying. Honestly, he's been on this journey for a long time. They're in the wilderness now. I could forgive him for doing something that he's always done. And what's that? The rod. Come on, who remembers the rod? The staff. What's in your hand? Exodus 6. Come on, the covenant that he forms with God. What's in your hand? It's the staff. He picks up the staff and he says, put it down. Throws it down, turns into a snake. Picks it back up. Right? He had guts to pick it back up, I'm telling you. And he picks it back up, turns back into a rod. He says, put your hand inside your jacket, goes leprous. He says, put it back in, turns back to normal. He says, now do it in front of Pharaoh. And he does it in front of Pharaoh and the power of God falls. Not only that, he waves it in the sky and all of a sudden thunder, lightning, hailstones. He hits the ground with it, gnats come out of it. He slaps the Nile River, it turns blood red. He could have been forgiven for going to the staff. I know what I'm doing. I've been, I've been in church all my life. I don't need to pray. I don't need to fast. I don't, I don't need to get on my knees and dig these so-called wells. I've got the staff. i have just, just do what I've always done. I'll just walk up to the pool and give it a stir. How about that? How about that, Lord? That's good. Yeah. Could have been excused. He's seen so many miracles, so many healings, so many incredible things. The power of God moving split the Red Sea, incredible, with the staff, with the rod in his hand. But no, he decides, I'm going to cry out to God and seek God for the answer. Come on, when was the last time you cried out for God, to God? When was the last time you called out to him? When was the last time you did like what Matthew 6 says about prayer? You know, I love our churches and I love that we get together so much and we have so much corporate prayer. And I'm a firm believer in corporate prayer where two or three are gathered. God is there in the midst. When they agree on something, I really believe unity is a key, such a great key of revival. But when was the last time you went to the secret place? The Bible in Matthew talks about this secret place. It actually refers to it as being the place where your Heavenly Father is. It says, Go to the secret place. The secret place is actually like a storeroom, like a pantry in the middle of the house. If you talk, look at the old oh, house, dark room, no windows, no one can see you, nothing. He goes, Go into that place, for I am in the secret place. I wonder how many of us call God to where we are rather than go to where He is. God, please just show up today at church. God, please show up in the car right now. I need your anointing. I need your prayer. Nothing wrong with this. I remember doing this on the way to church one morning. I was just like, oh, I just felt so empty. Oh, I need your power, Lord. I need the Holy Ghost. I need, I need your anointing. I'm like, God, would you just touch me? Lord, touch me. And we've all prayed these prayers, Yeah. No, okay, just me. Uh, <laughs> Driving along. Father, would you touch me? Just reach down. That's all I need. Just one touch, Lord. Uh, I, I just need you to touch me. He says to me, Daniel, no. I went, Lord, have you ever been rebuked by the Holy Spirit? It sort of hits you like, Father, I can't do anything wrong. Daddy, Baba, Abba, 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 Father. Um, he, he goes, No, you touch me. I said, Lord, what do you mean me touch you? He goes, unless you become like the woman with the issue of blood, I can't help you anymore. It stops here. I went, what, Lord? I, I, what do you mean I, I touch you? He goes, yeah, unless you have faith like this woman who was excommunicated, pushed out of society, shut out, but still, push through the crowd, push past all of the problems, only so she could reach the hem of the garment. He said, "No, son, you touch me, you touch me." And I went, "Lord, <laughs> I'm reaching out. I'm going to that secret place. God's power shows up. People get healed. People get delivered. I'm telling you right now, you need to revive prayer. You doing all right?" If I could have maybe the keyboard player or something or band, however. But uh, uh, revive generosity. It's my, I, I just feel like some of us, we feel like, oh, no, th- these things don't really matter to God. How has this got to do with revival? I, I really believe it. These things, atmosphere, prayer, unity, Fire of God is dependent on you, your heart. See, I've never found this to be an issue. Giving. It's never, it's never a pocket issue. It's never a wallet or a bank account issue. It's always a heart issue. God wants to know. If He gets your heart, He can get all of you. Your whole life. Let's have a look here what happens. It says, When? He cast it into the waters. When he gave up, when he threw it in, everything that God spoke to him about, he planted that. What happens? The miracle happened. The waters were made sweet. Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there may be food in my house. Trust me in this, says the Lord. See if I will not throw open the very windows of heaven. This isn't just about like for like well I'll put in a pineapple today so I should get one back put in a fiver 50 whatever this isn't just sowing and reaping God is talking about something greater and deeper than this your heart your heart you will become the hub center for blessing miracles come on the flow of the Holy Spirit anointing this isn't just about a financial thing here. I'm talking about miracles, healings, signs, wonders, when you give your life, your heart. Amen. And finally here, revivals here, 26. And it says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, do what is right in His sight, and give you to His commandments, keep all of His statutes. I will put none of the diseases on you which I've brought upon the Egyptians, for I I am the Lord who healeth you. Who remembers the King James? I I seem to have remembered that more. I am the Lord God who healeth thee. I am the God who heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha. I'm the one who heals you. What's the condition? Your obedience. Your obedience. God needs to see your obedience. And He's always about establishing or re-establishing the covenant with you. Make a covenant with me again. Remember the covenant you made with me. Remember the covenant, Moses. He points him to a tree. This is a type of Christ. He's really just pointing him, showing him that it's actually Jesus is the miracle worker. Jesus is the one. Galatians says, he who hangs on a tree is cursed. He removed the curse. It's the type of Christ again, we see. It's always pointing you back to the answer, the covenant. Remember the covenant. Remember the covenant. Remember the covenant. Remember the covenant. And I want to tell you today, He's the same yesterday, today and forever. The healing didn't die off in the apostolic age. He is here today and He wants to heal you. Come on, if you believe that, would you stand to your feet right now? I'm telling you, we need a revival today, not tomorrow, not last week. We need one right now in the name of Jesus. And I firmly believe that healing, salvations, healing, uh, signs and wonders is the dinner bell to salvations. It calls people in, the power of God moving. And I believe God's here right now. Would you lift your hands all across this place? God's in the business of healing and touching people I just felt um, before when I was standing there there's somebody here with abdominal pains abdominal pains and if that's you just lift your hand anyone experiencing any sort of pain uh, and has for maybe some time some sort of pain uh, lift that to you there Awesome, lift your hand if anyone who, if that's you, would you lift your hand? I'm gonna pray for you just here. Um, put one hand on your stomach. I really believe that's your faith right now. You believe, come on, and lift your hand to heaven. That's that's Jesus. You're, you're lifting your hand to Him. I want to remind you, it's not me that heals, it's He that heals, it's Christ who heals. So lift your faith right now. And if you're a believer, would you pray? Would you, would you believe with me? Just put your hand on your stomach. And I, I sense right now you're going to get healed. You're going to get set free by the power of God. And you're going to feel warmth and a burning sensation in your stomach area, in your abdomen area. And the pain is going to leave today in the mighty name of Jesus. So Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, by the blood of the Lamb, touch her right now. I command all pain to come out and leave that stomach now. Come out. That's right. It's going now, going now, going now. It's coming off. It's coming off. All pain is the leaving in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, You're getting touched by the power of God. I just feel right now that His anointing's on you. His anointing's on you. Father, right now, would you just touch her now? Holy Spirit, fall upon her in a mighty way. To power in your presence, fall. There's a the lady up the back there on the, on the uh, yeah, information area there with your hand up. The glasses. God's touching you right now. Would you lift your hands to heaven, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Power of God, come on her. Power of God, touch her in Jesus' name. Pain come out of her body now. Leave in the name of Jesus. Be totally set free and healed by the power of God. Go right now, right now, right now in the name of Jesus. Someone here is suffering with uh, neck pain that it leads to um, migraines. God's gonna heal you. If that's you, just lift your hand right now. Lift your hand. Would you lift one hand to heaven, one hand on your head, just so I know who I'm praying for. Father, right now, you're getting set free. Migraines are gonna stop. You're getting healed right now. Completely set free by the power of God. Father, right now, in the mighty, by the mighty, mighty hand of God, in the mighty name of Jesus, and by the blood of the Lamb, I speak right now, that foul spirit of control. I command it now in the name of Jesus. Come out now and leave. All pain come out. If you've got a headache now, I believe it's going right now. It's lifting off. All the pain's coming out. It's lifting off. You're being healed. You're being set free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I just felt when I was praying for that um, nightmares, and I don't know if that's you or children or, or family orientated but anyone having nightmares or, or uh, things bumping in the night and you, is that you? you lift it, anyone lift your hand right now? Would you just put your hand on your hand as well so I know who I'm praying for like this and that. So I know, so I know. Father, right now, is it your children? Your children or your, yourself? Right, right now we're gonna believe. Come on, if you've got faith, would you lift your hands? Would you lift your hands towards people? Would you believe for, with me? Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. Would you just believe with me? Just close your eyes for a sec. I just, Father, right now. Right now, speak to His family, His household, the whole house. We command right now in the name of Jesus, this foul foul tormenting things to come out leave the room leave the bedrooms come out of the pillows out of the out of the whatever the beds the bedrooms the family room the kitchen leave in Jesus name Father right now anyone experiencing demonic sort of nightmares things like that I believe it's going to go in Jesus name it's going to come out in this atmosphere you're never going to have them again. You're going to have a good night's rest, a great night's sleep. Um, uh, food allergies. I want to pray if you've, got food, if you've been experiencing food allergies and hay fever, any sort of fevers like this, I, I, I want to pray for you. I saw once over nine people, bang, just healed of hay fever. Hay fever in one, one meeting, one prayer one prayer food allergies saw a kid with nine food allergies healed in Jesus name completely set free would go into anaphylactic shock he would, he's, he's eating whatever he wants now everything if that's you lift your hand I, I believe it's for you God wants to heal you put your hand on your stomach if you've got hay fever just put it on your sinus area so I know you're going to get set free today you're going to mow the lawn you're going to tip the clippings over your face it's not going to bother you it's not going to harm you anymore. Yeah, come on, the Bible tells us, come on, in James 5.15, if, you, if, you, if, you, if anyone around you, come on, is happy, let them rejoice. Let them sing. Let them praise. Come on, if anyone of you is sick, go to Chemist Warehouse. Because Zertex on special. No, it doesn't say that. It says pray. Call the elders of the church and pray and believe. God's your healer going to heal you right now. Father, right now, I speak to every single person with hay fever in this place. Be completely healed. Spirit of control, come off of them now. Open up the sinus passages, let no hay fever, no pollen, no any irritant, hurt them, harm them. Come out of their nose, come out of their nostrils, come out of the nasal passages and be healed today in the name of Jesus. Food allergies, I speak to you. For spirit of control, come out of the stomach. Nothing shall hurt you. Whatever you eat, shall by no means hurt you, harm you, affect you. Come on, Matthew 16 says this. Whatever you consume, whatever you eat, whatever goes into your body will not hurt you, will not harm you in the mighty name of Jesus. I command it to leave now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I just really feel I just feel as concerning for the blood, anyone with diabetes, diabetes, um, Cancer markers, things like this, anything in the blood, and any cancer or tumors or anything like this, I'm going to pray for you and believe. I've seen people healed of skin cancer, seen people healed of different sorts of blood things, whatever it is, it's nothing, it's too hard for God. Only believe. Only believe. Come on, Mark says that. Mark five thirty-five. Only believe. Only believe. Your daughter's not asleep, she's alive. Only believe. Only believe. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, speak to every single person with their hand lifted high. I command you for our spirit of death, come out and come off of their life now. Leave the body. Come out now and go. Come on, we believe right now. We stand firm and believe that every single test that comes back. Comes back a negative result, comes back even, comes back with the right numbers. In Jesus' mighty Name, we speak it into existence as though it is so. In Jesus' mighty Name, you are healed, set free and delivered in the mighty Name of Jesus. And um, that lady there, God's touching you there in the floral thing to dress there, just lift your hands and the glasses. God's touching you, His power's on you. He's anointing's on you. There's a breakthrough coming for you. There's a breakthrough coming. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, on the count of three, Holy Spirit's gonna touch you. Fire of God's gonna come upon your life. One, two, three. Fire, touch her right now and heal her body. Completely setting her free. Power of God's here. Power of God's here. If I could have every head bowed, every eye closed right now all across this place. No one looking around, no one moving around. I believe the anointing's here. I want to ask you a question today. Do you know Jesus? Do you have a relationship with Him? I don't mean do you know about Jesus. I know many people know about Jesus, but do you have a relationship with Him. The Bible says that He is even closer than a brother. Is He like this in your life? Not it's Christmas time, I've heard about Jesus. I know, I know little baby Jesus, I know Easter time. No, 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 do you know Jesus? Have you decided to make uh, Him your Lord and Saviour? To follow Him? If the answer is no, I'm gonna give you an opportunity right now to say yes to Jesus. Or maybe it's been a while. Maybe over the last two years, it's been tough and rough. And I, I know, I get it. Maybe you walked with Jesus. Maybe you had a relationship. But for whatever reason, the stresses, pressure of life has, has just caused this division. And somehow you find yourself away from God. Well, right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Even if you're watching this online, yes to Him, yes to His love. I want to encourage you right now, don't leave it another moment. Don't waste another minute. The Bible actually says that life is like a vapour. We're here one moment, gone the next. Nobody knows what tomorrow holds. Make your peace with heaven right now. Give your life to Him. Give your life to Jesus. The Bible says that no one goes to the Father, that's God the Father in heaven, but by the Son, Jesus Christ. You must accept Him into your life to be saved. And you might be thinking, I didn't know I needed saving. Well, I'm here to tell you, friends, we all need saving. I needed saving. My wife, pastor, everybody, we all need saving. But it's as easy as this. If you believe in your heart, and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. What an incredible promise this is. If you're here right now, say, yeah, Pastor Daniel, would you pray for me? That's me. I I need Jesus. Would you pray for me? Would you include me in that prayer? I I would love to include you in that prayer. I'm going to ask right now. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, on the count of three, if you don't know Jesus and you want Jesus in your life, I'm going to ask you to lift up your hand on the count of three. One, Jesus loves you. Two, you'll never be the same again. And three, lift up your hand right now. Lift up your hand right now. I see your hand. I see your hand over there. It's fantastic. I see your hand there. You can put it down once I've seen it. Once I've seen it, you can put it back down. I just I need to know who I'm praying for. Thank you. I see your hand there. That's fantastic. Anyone else saying yes to Jesus? Just give me a wave and I'll see it. You can put it back down. Thank you. I see your hand over the back there and up the front here. That's fantastic. Anyone else saying yes? Saying yes to Jesus. Come on, don't leave it another moment. Give your life to Him today. Say yes to Jesus right now. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Can I have every head lifted back up? Eyes looking at me. Every single person in here. All eyes here. That's, That's awesome. If you lifted up your hand, that's the best decision you've ever made. You've made the first step to say yes to Jesus. The Bible also says, if you stand for, for me in front of men, I'll stand for you in front of my Father in heaven. So everyone, if you've put your hand up, I wanna pray for you. I wanna say hello to you. But if you put your hand up, would you make your way down the front? I'm gonna say hello to you. I to greet you and say hi. So Church, can we encourage them as they come? Encourage them as they come. If you put your hand up, come down the front. Come down the front. Come down the front. Come down the front. If that was you, come down the front. That's awesome. If you put your hand up, Come down the front so I can greet you, pray for you. And here's what we do. This is what I always do everywhere I go. When we pray for this, same thing. We ask the person next to us or the people around us, did you put your hand up? Did you want to go down? So sometimes you feel like, oh, it's it's uncomfortable. I want to tell you something. I know Pastor Ted, I know he's half a family and this church is a family. We're all family. We've all done this. And if you feel like, I don't know, I can't do this. You know what? Why don't you grab one of your family members and say, hey, come on, I'll go with you. I'll stand with you. I'll make the walk with you. Come on, can we do that? Can we ask four or five people around us? Say, hey, did you wanna go? I'll go with you. Can we do that church? I know this might be new for you, but come on. Revival starts here. Revival starts with me. Evangelism starts with me. Come on and let's let's encourage them as they come. Encourage them as they come. Awesome, buddy. Fantastic. Come on, come on, church. Can we encourage people once? You can say, I'll just pray with you in a minute. And I know there were still some more hands that went up. But what we're going to do is we're going to pray. Can we, church, can we all do this together? Is that all right? Let's all do this. We'll all pray this prayer. And I'll get you to just repeat this prayer after me. So if we could bow our heads, we'll close our eyes. All we have to do is declare with our mouth and believe in our heart. We will be saved. Won't you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in your Son, Jesus Christ. I believe that He died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, He rose from the grave. And now He's seated at the right hand of the Father. I come to you today, a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I repent today. I give my life to You. Fill me with Your peace. Fill me with Your power. Fill me with Your anointing. I give my life to You, Jesus. And I love You, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Come on. Can we give a shout of praise right now to the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Come on. The Bible says all of heaven's rejoicing. When one comes to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I know some some of you maybe put up your hand, you didn't feel like coming down. I I just want to encourage you right now. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you meant that prayer, maybe you're even watching online, you said, hey, this is the first time I've actually prayed this and I, I really meant that. Can you write something in the chat? Can you let someone know? Can you let Pastor Ted know? that 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 would be awesome because you know we want to pray with you we want to continue on the journey we've probably got a bible or something we want to send you but I know that we've got some information for you from the church start the next journey to start that next steps that next life with Jesus amen come on church can we give it up one more time give it up one more time praise God praise God and I just want to say Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pastor Ted. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I love your church. I love Faith. I love the name. It's fantastic. It's an awesome, powerful name. And there's a revival of faith coming in this house. When you begin to speak and see it, when those things that have not been for so long and you declare it because you've made a stand, because you've made a, a, a commitment, God sees your heart and your commitment. When you say things... Whatever it may be, I want you to speak it out. Even if it seems outrageous, God's going to give it to you. Faith life, because you live it. You live this faith life. And a revival of faith is coming out of this church. A revival of faith where the believer again reignites, puts doubt aside and walks that line of faith. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, church.